Welcome to week 29 of It Sports Us. Let's get to it. All right. So it is currently April 27th, Christine. Obviously, as we always tell you guys, we record on Tuesdays. But when this is live, it will be April 29th, which is the NFL draft. It is the NFL draft. So I wanted to take this opportunity to give you guys all of the drama, everything that I'm out of breath. (sighs) We just did jumping jacks before we got on here because (laughs) we were both like, all right, all right, all right. We got to get in the mood. We were both super busy before we like just sat down to start recording. So Sarah was like, let's get up and do a couple. A little jumping jacks to get this going, get this going, get this going. But now I'm out of breath. Okay. (laughs) I think my heart rate's up to like 152. See? Okay. I don't know what mine is, but it's definitely pounding. So I need to catch my breath. But (laughs) so NFL, it's NFL draft starts on Thursday, Thursday, April 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it runs the 29th, the 30th, and May 1st. So it's a three-day event, and it will be in Cleveland, Ohio. So Got it. So what is it? like? Yeah. Yeah. So the NFL draft is where the NFL teams, all NFL teams, choose players coming out of college to be on their team based on the position that the NFL team needs. So teams line up 1 through 32. Mm-hmm. And they choose what they think, what the team thinks is the best player coming out of college, dodgeball style, as I call it. Right. So it's like bleacher ball where like um, all the players are like lining up on the wall and then the teams are going through being like, I want you on my team. And the next team's like, I want you on my team. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like they all stack up like one through 32 and then choose, like I said, the available teams um, or the available players coming out of college. Okay. So then who gets to go first? Yeah. So the worst team from last year goes first. And then the best team from last year goes last. Um, There are going to be some like variables there, like, uh, you know, during free agency, there were some trades that happened um, and there were draft picks that were included. And this is where those trades come in handy, right? So a very standard year would be the worst team would go first and the best team would go last 32nd. And then it would just go in descending order from first to 32nd based on how bad your team was to how good your team was. But so this year, the Jacksonville Jaguars were the worst team. So they get to go first in the draft, correct? Yes, that's and correct. The very best team is the team that won the Super Bowl, which is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. So they get to go last. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. And, and how uh, many rounds are there in the draft? So there are seven rounds, but okay. the first most like televised and what you'll see it basically looks like a stock exchange if you guys watch it like it has like the ticker going across the bottom and like as players are available like they'll start disappearing you'll see that um you know it'll be like next up and so it'll show you the team that's picking next um and so the the most televised round is going to be the first round and right. the the most popular term that you'll hear is a first round draft pick because that is every college player's dream is to be drafted in the first round 
of the NFL draft and all of the guys that think that they're going in the first round, you'll see them. Like, I think this year, usually they'll have the first round draft picks at tables at the arena. But I think like last year they did it all remotely. And I think, oh, so they're not doing it remotely this year. They're doing it all in person. Oh no. I thought that's what you were getting to. I thought you were about to say that it's all going to be in person this year. Well, I know that they're selling tickets to like to the draft. So, I mean, spectators can go. I just don't know about the players and their families. They're going to probably give people the option. Yeah. To whether if you want to go or you just want to stay at home if you're not. Yeah. So historically, I'll tell you historically, and then I'll kind of tell you what happened last year. And then I I have to admit, I don't know what they're going to do this year. So you'll just have to tune in (laughs) and find out. But historically, you pretty much know as a college player, if you're going to go in the first round, if there are teams that have reached out to you, that have watched you practice, that have followed you through your workouts, that have reached out to you and told you, you know, that they want you on their team or, you know, ESPN's talking a lot about it too. So like I said, there is a pretty solid list of those 32 players that are going to go in the first round. What I'm really curious about is um, there's so many quarterbacks this year going through the draft. So like five quarterbacks are going through in the first round. And I'm so curious to see where they all go to. Obviously we know Trevor Lawrence is number one, right? We've talked about tank for Trevor throughout the regular season of NFL. It's been a big deal. It was a big deal whenever Jacksonville got first draft pick because they were technically the worst whenever, because the jets won their one game, but if the jets would have lost their game, they would have gone first. So they would have gotten Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. They would have gotten Trevor Lawrence and and the Carolina Panthers just got Sam Darnold from the Jets. So they need a good quarterback. So I'm very curious to see with all these quarterbacks um, going out in the first round, where they're all going to go. Yes, I know. I'm very, very interested to see that too. And we're going to be making projections later. We've got a very special guest that's joining us a little bit later on today. So we're going to save the who you got segment for when Casey joins us. But um, what's a little bit different this year, Christine, is the word eligibility. So when y'all are watching the draft on Thursday, you will hear the word eligibility a lot. And Mm -hmm. The reason is, is because the NCAA allowed their players, the football players, really any college sport player from the 2020-2021 season due to the pandemic to have an additional year of eligibility. So historically speaking, you have to play. What does that mean? Eligibility is basically like you, when are you eligible to go pro? Got it. Okay. Got it. Historically. So historically, yes, you play for a college team for three years Mm -hmm. and you declare, you would have to, let's say you're a junior. Let's think very, very standard, basic language. You go in as a freshman, you play football as a freshman, you play your sophomore and junior year. And if you decide you are that good after your junior year, you can, what is called declare for the NFL draft. So Since you're just a junior, it's not assumed that you're going to go into the NFL. So you have to declare, basically, it's just a legitimate notification to both your college and the NFL that, hey, I'm not going back to college for my fourth year. I want to be pro. Okay. But what happens if 
they don't get, what if they declare their eligibility and they don't get picked up in that year? Are they already declaring that they're not going back to college? So then they're screwed out of one year of college. So a lot of guys, not a lot. I honestly don't know this stat. I was going to say a lot of guys try and graduate in three years just so that they can be eligible after their third year. Well, that but, makes sense. Yeah. But I would say if somebody declared for the NFL draft after their third year, usually that third year, uh, if you're, if you're declaring after a third year, it's because you most likely have a good idea that you're going to be picked up. Right. But to answer your question, if you declare and you are not chosen during the seven rounds of the NFL draft, you are what's called an undrafted free agent. So what these guys will do is they have managers, they have agents, they'll just try and stay in contact with teams. Um, and there are some really popular players and successful players that have been undrafted free agents that have made huge money in the NFL. Right. But at that point, you have not officially secured your spot on a team. And so you have to be invited to training camp from a pro team. So your agent, you, you know, are working to send, you know, film, whatever you need to send to the team to say, Hey, I know you missed me during the draft, but I'm now an undrafted free agent. I want to at least come to training camp with you guys. And now, this, I may be wrong, yep. but wasn't Jordan Graham and Tony Romo part of that? I know Jordan Graham used to play basketball and then somehow landed himself in the NFL. Who's like Jordan Graham? He played for the Saints. He kind of bounced around. Or not Jordan Graham, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, yes. Jimmy Graham. Sorry, I know a Jordan Graham from college. Jimmy Graham used to play basketball all through um, college and then somehow landed himself in the NFL. And I yes. never understood how that worked. Yeah, so, I mean, you can play – any college sport, if you want to, and declare for the NFL draft, it's pretty rare, but you will see some basketball players. They'll be like really good tight ends. They've got, you think, um, like receivers. So I don't want to use like too detailed of, of terminology, but they a tight catch end. The ball. Exactly. A tight end is a receiver. It's a bigger receiver. They also have got other roles on the team, but for the sake of being simple, they will sometimes look at basketball players because they have really ups. yes they've got ups they've got good hands um they're and tall, so they're big some of them are at yes least. that's right that's right they're sure. very athletic they've run a lot and so um you know those skills translate really well to the receiver position so yes jimmy graham christine for um to back to your example i'm not sure if he was an undrafted free agent but i do know that he played a different sport in college before he Okay, NFL, but Tony Romo was an undrafted free agent and went on to make over a hundred million dollars with the Dallas Cowboys, which is kind of cool. So he was an undraft. So Tony Romo went into the draft out of college, declared his eligibility, was not picked up in any of the seven rounds. So he became an undrafted free agent. That's correct. And then 
how does he get back? So if he's not picked, where does he go and how does he get back in? Yeah. So he is really leaning on his manager, his agent, which all of them who have declared for the NFL draft have. Mm-hmm. And I think they make money. And I don't know the exact setup for this. If you do holla, 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 but the, <laughs> I, they, the managers, the agents of these, of these potential pro athletes will reach out to the teams and say, my player, you know, my client didn't get picked up. Here's his, um, here's what he's good at. Here's why he would be a good fit for your team. Here's some of his film. And a lot of those guys will get invited to training camp with Uh, a pro team. Okay. So training camp is just like an official tryout. Okay. So if, if players that are picked up, let's see, let's say Trevor Lawrence, he's going first in the NFL draft this year. Yep. Picked up um, by the Jaguars, is he going to have to go to training camp and prove himself? Or like, how does that work? He's yeah. I mean, off. it's definitely like you are guaranteed like uh, your contract going into your first year. If you're selected in like any of the draft spots, it's like, are, your proving year. sorry, it's like your proving year, right? Because they don't, the, the contracts are shorter for the, for your rookie contracts. That's correct. And you're not making as much money for sure. I mean, you're still growing, you're young, right? I mean, they're like in their twenties. They just Um, graduated. Yeah. So to answer your question. So if a player is chosen in the seven rounds of the NFL draft, it's going to be very rare that an NFL team is going to make a selection on a rookie, on a college player. And that player not make the team after training camp that said it's not impossible so these rookie players that are picked up during the draft during those seven rounds typically get a signing bonus and the rest of their contract is not going to be guaranteed until they actually start playing on the team that that said if an undrafted free agent comes in and blows the drafted player at training camp at training camp it's their it's their time to shine that's right so okay got it got it that makes sense so back to eligibility you you kind of touched on that covid has increased eligibility this year or are there some changes to eligibility so what what exactly did you mean yes okay so I, I gave the very simple explanation of a player goes in plays freshman sophomore junior year at that point they can claim Um, or they can declare for the NFL draft, right? Another example in like a standard year is a player comes in as a freshman. They, what call they, uh, their freshman year, they red shirt, which basically means I'm taking my freshman year off. I'm still going to work out with the team. I'm still going to practice with the team, but I'm not going to play. Why would they do that? Because they want to develop. They want, they want an additional year. Um, Maybe there's a player that, is already in that position that's doing really well, then, you know, you know, you're not going to get any playing time. And so you want a red shirt so that your three years of eligibility are, um, you know, all of your stats are the best that they could be. You're not a backup quarterback. You're the quarterback. Does that make sense? Yeah. So they take the, so whenever you say three years of eligibility, you have to have three years playing in college in order to declare for the NFL draft. So yes. those three years of them playing is where they uh, accumulate 
and add up all of their stats from them playing and, you know, ever, whatever, come up with their resume per se. Yes. You yes. then declare for the NFL draft. Yep. So you come in as a freshman, but you redshirt, you're not playing any games, but then you play your sophomore, junior, and senior year. At that point, you would have to declare for the NFL draft because you've only had three years of eligibility or you've only had three years on the team, which makes you eligible, right? Right. Okay. Another example is you come in as a freshman, you play your freshman year, you play your sophomore, junior, and senior year. At the end of your senior year, you've already had four years of eligibility. You've already had four years playing for your team. You are considered a senior and you are automatically entered into the NFL draft. Okay. So you can have three or four years in college. It doesn't just have to be three. Okay. You have to declare after three years, you are automatically entered after four. Okay. So with, with the COVID changes, why would a student decide to go back or sorry, why would a player decide to go back to college for an additional year? Yeah. So, okay. So it, it, I'm going to answer a question first and then I'm going to answer that question. Right. So let's take the, um, the standard freshman through senior candidate who has played for four years, right? Like I said, at that point, it, you're automatically entered into the NFL draft historically, but this year, because the NCAA is giving all of the players the option for a fifth year, the teams had to, or the player had to let the NFL know whether they wanted to exercise the option for their fifth year of eligibility by, I think it was the end of January. So the NFL had to wait longer to be able to see the pool of players that they actually had because of this additional year of eligibility. So it kind of threw a wrench in like our, the standard process for choosing players that are coming out of college. Got it. Okay. So I feel, so the players who weren't really able to play, like, let's say like the players that were, I guess, why would you want to extend the fifth year is really what I'm trying to get at. Yes, Why would okay, you- sorry. Yes, so you asked that question before. So the COVID schedule, the COVID season, um, maybe you got sick, right? And you couldn't play for like two weeks or whatever. So the season was not only spotty. Some of these teams right. didn't play at all. Some of these teams played half their schedule. Some of their teams played a schedule that they weren't planning on having. Uh, it was just a very bizarre year for football specifically. Yeah. Um, but then also, like I said, let's say you got COVID and you, yeah, you played a game, but you might've missed it. And that lingers with you for months. You probably weren't on your A game. That makes sense. Exactly. So the NCAA said, okay, we're leaving it up to the players to decide. If you think you're leaving college, setting yourself up for success on, you know, for your next step in the NFL or in professional career, then Mm -hmm. great. If not, then we're going to give you one extra year. So that fifth year of eligibility to come back, you know, pad your stat line, prove yourself, whatever. And then at that point you can leave um, and be, a professional athlete, if you would like to. So really ideally, let's take COVID out of it. Ideally, the sooner you can be become eligible and declare for the draft, you take it. I mean, that's my theory, Christine. Yeah. Like I always think like, if you have the opportunity to make money at playing a sport, 
do it, do it right. Like there's injuries. You hear about these players, like literally you guys there in, in the NFL, there is an injury report, like pages long every single week. And it's very similar in college. I mean, it's just a very violent sport, which we've talked about in the past too. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if you're good and you, you know, after three years, if maybe, you know, graduating college is your goal. Like you can shove that into three years and still have, you know, leave on good terms, if you will, and be able to go pro. But there are some players who will go back for that fourth year, but you risk injuring yourself, which will ruin your career forever. So yeah, it's a gamble. Yes, it is a gamble, right? So they, if they want to go back, they want to pad their stats. They think they could do better in college and make more money off of it in the NFL, then they'll go back for their fourth year, or in this case, their fifth year, right? But you run the gamble, you run the risk of getting injured and ruining your professional career forever. So it's, it's, it's kind of a difficult decision to make. So back to, so the draft, we know we kind of, you touched on, you know, there's seven rounds, 32 teams pick each round. So is there any way for these teams to shift the order that they pick? Yeah, I think we touched on it just a little bit earlier, but yes, there will be, there will be teams. I think the San Francisco 49ers and the Miami Dolphins have done it. Um, There are teams you'll hear um, with the third pick of the um, 2021 NFL draft, um, the blah, blah, blah chooses. And that wasn't the original order. It's because they traded a player earlier in the season. Um, or they traded a player last season and they gave up a draft pick for this year. And so you'll see that order change. Like I said, the most standard way to think about, think about it is, you know, worst team goes first, best team goes last, and then everything right. else in between. But there will be some switcheroonies in there because um, they'll trade some players every once in a while and include draft picks in the trade. So if you guys have ever watched the NFL draft, it's really funny because right as it starts, you'll see Roger, <laughs> Roger, Roger Goodell. Is that how you say it? Yes. You'll see Roger Goodell come out and he's always booed. And I'm sorry, Sarah, he does look like a thumb. He's very bald, <laughs> right? Or am I thinking NBA? It's him, right? He's bald. He looks like That's the NBA. Oh, man. That's the NBA commissioner, and I can't think of his name, but he does look like a thumb with glasses. That's with glasses. so mean. Yeah, that's so mean. But, but he, Roger Goodell, I always feel bad for him because he's always booed, but it's like historic. Like everybody has always booed him, but yeah. why? Right. Okay. So he's the scapegoat. Okay. Just think about him as being like, he is the NFL logo, right? So yes. his. Um, he is the commissioner of the NFL and he oversees everything having to do with the NFL. Right. So all of the teams boo him for varying reasons. Right. So like the Las Las Vegas Raiders are now the Las Vegas Raiders instead of the Oakland Raiders. So all of the Oakland Raiders fans will boo Roger Goodell because he approved the decision for the team to move to Las Vegas, um, ticket the, prices, the saints, for example, they will boo Roger Goodell because a few years back, there was a very controversial pass interference call 
and it wasn't called and they since changed the rules, which Roger Goodell oversaw that. And if they would have had the rules back then, then the Saints fans think that the Saints would have won the Super Bowl. So it is one day, one time that everybody, everybody can be on the same page. That's right. No matter what team you cheer for, there is something that has happened to your team at some point that makes you want to stand up and just boo Roger Goodell. You guys, you have to watch it. Just if you don't watch any of the draft, just watch the beginning. It's right at the beginning when he walks on stage. It seriously is. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's just, um, yeah, it's like you feel so connected with all of the other teams that you would otherwise cheer against because everybody is cheering against the exact same dude and Roger Goodell at the exact same time. And yes, it is a resounding <laughs> boo. They clearly all feel the exact same way about him. Yeah. So like I said, if you don't watch any other part of the draft, just watch the beginning, but So we're going, we have our last segment of this episode and we're going to save it for our special guest because we want her involved too. So Casey, are you there? Hello. What's up, Casey? How are you guys? Oh, good. How are you? I was going to say, can we hear you? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. I have my coffee. Nice. West coast time. I appreciate the early morning. You know what? I have been waking up at 6.30 every morning since I moved out here. Oh, and I just on can't breathe. Time. Yeah. I it's- always say, so our sister, Christine and I are sisters, right? So our sister lives in San Diego. And every time I go out there, I'm like, I'm going to stay on East Coast time and it have more of your day, it, but I never, it never happens for me. Like I just have way FOMO. too much FOMO in general. Like you're also I- a very good sleeper. I stay up way too late anyway. So back to you. So you moved to California when? So I moved from New York to California back in December. Cause I was living with three roommates in this tiny shithole apartment in Soho. Nice. You know, the New York dream. I was right? going to say, <laughs> yep. The so historic uh, New York story sounds about right. And it's funny because you can, you just tell people like, Oh, what neighborhood? You're like, oh, I live in Soho. <laughs> they don't need to know that, you know, you're like in this shoebox apartment. <laughs> but I didn't want to spend the winter in New York and everyone's working from home. It's like um, with COVID and everything, things were shut down. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Let me move to California. And I don't, I didn't know anybody. I don't have family out here. So kind Good of. for you living the American dream and look how it worked out for you. I feel like you are killing it out there. So We have Casey on this podcast, you guys, because if you have not gone and seen her videos, go right now, stop what you're doing and go to her Instagram and her TikTok. What's your handle? It's at, at Casey Rieger 15 on Instagram and TikTok is Casey Rieger eight. You guys, Casey can throw a football better than most quarterbacks in the NFL. (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there right now. Travis, my husband was like, Sarah, y'all should do like a, like a ball throwing competition between the two of you. And I was like, uh, yeah, right. Why don't you go back and rewatch her videos, babe? <laughs> because there's literally a 0% chance my ball is going anywhere near where Casey's goes. So how did you learn to throw a rocket? Cause it is very impressive. 
listen, um, I'm a natural athlete. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I never had coaching or anything. I have three siblings. Okay. So that's how. Yeah. Three, three brothers. I have a twin brother and then two older sisters. So they're 10 and seven years older than I am. Um, and then Chris and I were 14 minutes apart. Oh so he, my he's God. the baby. Yeah. But you know, we, we would go and play in the front yard. We play volleyball, basketball in the driveway, throw the football back when, you know, kids didn't have phones and played outside. Yeah, right. I know. And everybody wasn't terrified of every, like your kids to get kidnapped. Like, I feel like now I have so many friends with babies yes. and they're just like, like my dad would, it was, it sounds like we're from the 1950s, but he would like walk out and like whistle. And it was the dinner bell, right? Like, oh, time for dinner. Like dad's <laughs> whistling us. Now everybody stays inside and, and plays uh Fortnite and does TikTok yeah, dances. So, but when did you decide to start doing trick shots with the football? So if you go back to my old stuff on TikTok, it's mostly like, you know, trending videos, dancing, um, silly little like comedy sketches, whatever, what no one is interested in, right? <laughs> it's like you get no views. It's just more like creative fulfillment, putting yourself out there. Yeah. Um, and then I went home to Charlotte for Easter and was like, you know what, let me just go. Cause I want to do a little workout. So I went and ran the track and then had the football in the trunk. I was like, let me throw the, uh, the football in the playground area. And then I saw that one. That was, that was the first one. What park were you at? I was at, um, Elizabeth lane. Okay. Elementary. Yes. You guys real, you guys, I don't know if you heard her, but Casey said that she went home to Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> Rep Casey, I really curious about your like visibility on just Instagram specifically, to be honest, I need to be better about TikTok. but I know from the second that I started following you, you had like 2000 followers and like what felt like a week later, you're like almost at like 10,000. So, you know, what's so funny is my sister is my sister literally goes and like refreshes it on a daily. <laughs> that sounds like, like you see, like you're almost at 10. I'm like, girl, like, <laughs> get off, get off. Um, but huge accomplishment because coming from somebody who like Christine and I started our Instagram when we started the podcast back in October and yep. we don't even have a thousand followers, but it's hard work. We had no idea how like, hard social media is. It's, it's so hard. And Instagram especially is unique because TikTok, this is why I love TikTok is because anyone on the platform has the same opportunity to go viral. Yeah. And Instagram is just, it's so oversaturated. Yeah. So it's like, you really have to be doing the most to yeah. get any kind of like growth. Right. Absolutely. So you went viral on both with, was it the playground video or was it the making the ball in the basketball goal video? It was, it was the basketball goal. Shutting okay. down the, the haters. Got it. Oh, yes. yes. And, then and I love a that. Lot of people reach out to you from that, right? Ton of people. Like there was four or five days where my DMs were just litty. Lit. It <laughs> we was like, were, it was we so were in that. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys slid in, you slid in. <laughs> we slid right on into that. Yeah. I was like, I have to get this girl on the podcast. She said this was for Sir Purr. And for oh those of you that don't know, Sir Purr is the mascot for the Carolina Panthers. So are you a Carolina Panthers fan? Hmm. Yeah. 100%, 100%. Yeah. 
so so are we obviously we talked about per, sir per it took him he responded after like a week yeah bro where you been i know seriously took you a while took you a while but i keep um i keep telling casey that um because the panthers had reached out i think you're trying to like the rams had reached out right and they said that they're social media whatever and so you're trying to get on like the social media team with the rams but the panthers commented on the feed and said we have a pretty good social media okay. team and so I'm like Casey why don't you move back to Charlotte and let's collab let's collab wouldn't that be so awesome so I, saw, I saw that and I was like where were y'all at when I uh, was looking for a job after college yes <laughs> right. I know I know it's funny how it happened so quickly so back to your dms I'm curious did you have any let's say trap daddies or um, what's another word for it? Anybody who was uh, a little thirsty sliding into your DMs? Mm. <laughs> uh, quite a few, actually. Quite I'm sure. Few. Can we so, hear some of them? So my favorite ones were these straight women. They'd slide in and they'd be like, you know, listen, I got a husband, I got kids, but like, you know, I'm, I'm still down. I'm still down if you're down. I was like, what? <laughs> And then, um, wait, like the girl, the woman was reaching out for herself or for her husband for herself. Wow. Like, okay. I'm totally straight. I'm married. Like I'm, you know, off the market, but like for you, so <laughs> that's very, flattering, very flattering. Right. I was going to say, I don't know what I would respond to that besides. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks girl. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much. Thanks. So flattering. Appreciate you. <laughs> Um, and then what was another one? I love you. Will you marry me? Got a couple of those. Oh, yes. Um, Did you say yes to any of them? Uh, most of them. (laughs) (laughs) I had this. Okay. My super girl, my American dream, my future wife. She is way out of my league. Wow. Sounds like the, uh, a line to like a, a, a really good rap song. Like somebody needs to pick that up. Right, yeah, Sarah. I like that. I, I like know. that too. Actually, that's a, that's a vibe. It's lyrically, vibe. it's lyrically genius for sure. So, obviously, we talked about how you went from like, I mean, your following has increased like crazy. My husband was showing me your videos on TikTok. I mean, on um, Snapchat. Because, oh my gosh, yeah. Did you see on Snapchat too? Like, I don't know. It was on Sports Center on Snapchat and Overtime. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I know that is so cool. Sports center. Like how do they reach out? Right. Are they just like, do they slide into your DMS too? And they're like, Hey, can we use this? Yeah. They just, they slid in my Instagram DMS, which I feel like is the most central location for people to reach out, um, over time. So I screen recorded over time because this girl who was, um, doing the voiceover from the videos, she was hyping me up. (laughs) Like I, I've watched that video a million times yeah. and after, every time after I'm like, damn, like I am a badass. You are. On. Yes. Hell yeah. But Watch it every remember, morning with your coffee. Exactly. Yeah. But I took, um, I took a lot of videos, like B-roll footage of mm-hmm. me freaking out in the car. Like, you know, ESPNW reached out and then they added me as, as one of their reels on their page. And I'm like, it's, it's overwhelming and it's yes. so freaking exciting. It's so cool. Like Billie Jean King followed me. She put I me on her story. I was like, that's amazing. That is so great. Has anybody reached out and been like, we want to work with you. Like here's a job. Cause I know you sent your resume in. 
that the didn't you like send it to the Rams and where are you at Rams Rams where are you at yeah Rams, where are you at yeah <laughs> seriously we're so, gonna need to clip this Christine so she can post it on her feed too Rams holla 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 Rams, Rams. hello where y'all at um, okay. So moving on, I wanted to bring you on because obviously we said earlier, you are, and could be a quarterback in the NFL. If you wanted to like right now, just because of your throwing skills there, I mean, not just like this arm strength, but the accuracy is just this amazing, beautiful, beautiful Thank you, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, you just need us to hype you up. Who yeah, needs yeah. who needs the lady from overtime? Just put us on Zoom in the morning and we'll <laughs> hype you up all that you need. Um, yes. but that being said, this year we talked about the NFL draft before you hopped on and just kind of broke it all down for everybody what it is, who's going into the draft, um, and what who to look out for this year. So there are quite a few quarterbacks this year and we were wondering i we don't need to go through a full like one through 32 mock draft but i think we're all under the agreement that trevor lawrence is most likely going number one but then do you have an opinion on who is going number two and number three um i think number two is going to be mac jones yeah for sure uh roll tie roll Yes. Okay. Bama. Did you, did mm-hmm. you go to Bama? No. Oh. I've just seen a lot of his footage. I think yep. he's a boss. Yes. Um, Sharpshooter. People are and- getting, people are hating on him. They're saying he is because he doesn't have um, like the, the legs and the agility that a lot of these, you know, other guys that are coming out of BYU, Ohio state, there's one guy from North Dakota state do, um, that he's not going to get dra- Some people were saying he wasn't even going to get drafted in the first round. Oh, um, that's not, I I know. That. That's not going to happen. I know. I no. think he's, I think he's going to go to San Francisco. Um, yep. who is, I'm not sure where they are. I want to say they're like seventh, sixth or seventh or something. Um, I think the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson, who went to BYU. And it's funny because you and I typically never pick the same, but I have Zach Wilson going number two and Mac Jones going number three. You do think Mac Jones is going number three? Yeah. I don't even know who's picking who's picking number three. What team? 49ers. Is it the 49ers? Well, then I do have Mac Jones going number three too. Oh, that Sarah, that's so crazy. We never, ever pick the same. I know how insane. Well, we'll just have to wait and see Thursday night, eight o'clock Eastern standard time. So five o'clock your time. That has to be weird. Everything is three hours earlier. Yeah. I'm still not used to it. I wouldn't be used, used to it. Either. I wouldn't Every, be used to whenever it. I'm ready to like FaceTime my family, they're already asleep. They're already in bed. It's yep. like tricky. I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, I know from my parents' experience, we've been trying to convince my sister who lives in San Diego to move back to Charlotte since she moved out there. So now that we know you, we're going to be doing the same thing. You've got to come back to Charlotte soon. And when you are- And I I got a job offer too. I'm like, okay, right? Something's pulling you back East, right? Mm -hmm. Something's pulling you back East. You'll have to let us know when you're back in Charlotte, but we cannot thank you enough for being on our podcast today. And that wraps up this week's episode of It Sports This. We love you guys. Follow us on Instagram. Follow Casey on Instagram, TikTok, and all of the social media platforms. And we'll also repost her on our story for you guys. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys.